on episode 80 of Thoughts from the Shade. Super Bowl! Come on, man! Welcome back, baby. TFTS. We're going to the Super Bowl. Glendale. A couple Sundays from now, our Philadelphia Eagles will take on Big Red and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bombs on the line. He's back. He's got the Eagles Santa hat on. He's in the spirit, baby. What's up, Bob? You know what, G? They say good things come to those who wait, and those rats down in Dallas, those rat cowboys, they ruined our Christmas. <laughs> so we're celebrating it right here in January, baby. We're going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. I mean, is it though? Like, I feel like we talked a lot this year about kind of how weak the league was and kind of all the frauds out there were always giving out Capital One fraud alerts. Um, but those last couple weeks, a couple guys banged up. You're not really sure, but I think you listened last week. Once I saw us throttle the Giants, I was like, we got this. And then uh, it didn't take long Sunday to know. Once uh, once the journeyman Josh Johnson comes into the game, I looked at my fiance. I said, we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, at the end of the day, the Eagles – you know, have been the premier team in the NFL all year long. And the only reason just a tiny bit of doubt crept into my mind was the health of the team. You know, a guy like Lane Johnson getting dinged up, needing surgery after the season, you know, your MVP quarterback dinging up his shoulder. Um, Would it have been great to have had the team clinch back, clinch the one seed back in November? Sure. Early December? Absolutely. At the end of the day, they got it done. They took care of business at home. Fans were incredible. And now they go out to Arizona, and they get to take on one of the biggest fraud coaches out there. We talk about Capital One. We talk about the McDermott's of the world, all the frauds that are out there. We get to watch Big Red choke in another Super Bowl and hopefully hand us a trophy. That would be the icing on some very, very, very fine cake to get one off a of, off a of big red and and they noted today out, out in the twitter verse did andy Reid fire nick sirianni from a wide receiver coach position in the past seems that way i mean you know i didn't dig dig into it but there was some some headlines that i read around uh you know andy figuring out that like nick was a well-respected guy but he had his own guy and david cully who sucked by the way <laughs> And, Lo- and Lovey sucked, and now they got D'Amico down in Houston. So, um, yeah, I mean, Nick S., man. Nick S. firing up the eight mile before the games, you know, got the joggers on, nodding at the camera. The, the boys are fired up to play for this guy. Cheese dick Nick S., man, as one of our loyal listeners likes to call him. But give him some flowers, man. The boys are playing. Uh, you talked about Andy Reid, fraudulent. We know the uh, the history in the NFC Championship with the Eagles back in the day, but I want to get your perspective on the game. You were there, the fans. 
But before that, I got to call out a fraud. And, and that guy, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you heard all week. You heard all year. You hear every goddamn year, every year, about Kyle Shanahan. He's one of the best. He's one of the premier coaches in the game. One of the best young offensive minds in football. I mean, they talk about this guy like he invented offensive football in the National Football League. And he had three plays or three instances, scenarios on Sunday that stood out to me that hopefully exposed to the world. I don't know what they're saying about him now. D'Amico Ryans is gone to Houston. I don't know what they're saying about him this week. They're probably not talking about him because he ain't playing anymore. No, no, nobody talks about it at all, G. They, no. they just, oh, it was unfortunate what occurred. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, he lost his quarterback. I mean, what did you want the guy to do? But he was too busy getting those first 15 together on that opening Eagles drive uh, to see Devontae Smith go up on a fourth down, make a play on a ball, and immediately get up and get the hands. Get the hands. I don't know if you could see it in the stands. He's got the hands. Get to the line. Get to the line. We didn't, we didn't have the shot until after commercial, but that behavior from your opponent should signal a red flag, and he should have thrown the red flag. He did not. He was too busy scripting up that first 15 because that's all he's ever got. So that was, that was issue number one, fraudulent issue number one. Number two, number two comes on, one of those first 15 scripted plays where we saw Hassan Reddick absolutely body Brock Purdy and knock him out of the game. Who was trying to block Hassan Reddick on that play? Croft, the tight end, the offensive genius, the guru, the intelligence, the savvy of Kyle Shanahan. He's got the lineage, the DNA, his father, his own run guy. He, you know, he's been blessed by the gods with the DNA of a Shanahan. And he's got a tight end trying to block maybe the best pass rusher in the NFL this year. Top, top five for sure. A backup tight end. And it's a, your backup, a backup tight end. Tight end. It, it, it would be like if... Our quarterback, Jalen Hurts, got knocked out of the game because Nick S. dialed up a play where Stoll is one-on-one on Bosa. I mean, the city would not let the guy live it down. Well, we did We did see one of those plays deep in Eagle territory. Uh, it was <laughs> Luckily, Jalen's shifty enough. He didn't get blown the hell up. But he's got, he's got Croft blocking Hassan Reddick. And then we get... To the second quarter, we get close to halftime. And the Eagles are up 14-7. You've hung in. The Eagles slodged around for for a bit in that first half. Didn't put a lot of drives together. You're in this game. You're getting the ball at halftime. Who said it? Who said it, G? (laughs) I'm sitting there in the stadium turning turning to party Marty, and I go, here comes the Shanahan special. I mean, the guy has no clue, no feel on when to be aggressive and when to be passive. I mean, he's always passive, but the one time you decide to be aggressive is when you're in a one-score game, your defense is slowing down the Eagles, and you've got Josh Johnson, 
who I believe never played a snap of playoff football in his entire career. And you want to push it. You want to push the tempo. You don't want to sit on it, kill the clock, keep it a one-score game, go into the locker room, try to devise some sort of game plan because you're such a great game planner. Maybe maybe we should get to the room, drop a game plan. No. Let's put the pedal down with our fourth stringer and I'll cough one up, give the Eagles a short field, 21-7, and that, that's when you knew the game was absolutely over. Gee, they were getting the ball, too, at halftime. I mean, yeah. They, they 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 get the and, and it's not like they had like premium field position where they're on like you know their own forty or their forty five. Like it was like the standard you know starting at your own twenty five a couple yards and then next thing you know he's he's dropping the snap and it's and it's easy to sit there and blame the fourth string guy a guy like John, Josh Johnson who's who's played quite a bit a journeyman guy but you have to remember like the Eagles D line knocked out. Hassan Reddick specifically knocked out Brock Purdy. So you have this guy in shotgun with all the motion of the Shanahan offense. He's triggering everybody across the formation. And it's only natural in that kind of a situation, you know, two-minute type drill, end-of-half type situation. The guy doesn't have a ton of reps. What's going to happen? He's going to take his eye off the ball. He's going to try to scan. He's going to try to cheat a little bit get a little bit of a quicker view of the D, get a little quicker view of the rush, see where he can kind of deliver this ball, and they end up shooting themselves in the foot. It it truly is astonishing just how often this guy Shanahan gets stroked off by, by the media. And everybody talks, that you know, oh, he's only a quarterback away. He's only a quarterback away. And the, now the rumor's Brady. I can't imagine a guy like Tom Brady playing for a moron like Shanahan. I saw that today, too. I think I think Brady's odds his odds of his first snap next year San Francisco is the favorite so I want to see it I want to see Brady go to San Fran I want to see him with Shanahan we'll see everybody and their mother giving a tug to those guys all year and and we'll 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 see we'll see what happens but I, I don't I don't think it ends well um but for all the the national pundits that stroke this guy off year after year week after week and for, for the Niner fans as well, the people, oh, Brock Purdy got knocked out of the game. We had to play with our four-string quarterback. Well, maybe your dumbass coach shouldn't have had a tight end trying to block Hassan Reddick and, and getting the kid absolutely murdered. I mean, Johnson got blown the hell up like the next drive by Reddick. So where where was the game plan to block a premier pass rusher? There was none. It's disgusting. And the other thing I see about the Eagles, the schedule, oh, it was the easiest road in the NFC. It was <laughs> they, had, they had an easy schedule. It was the easiest path. So your hottest team in the NFC in San Francisco coming into that game, let's run through Let's run through the schedule. We won't run through the whole, thre- whole thing, but the, the winning streak, I don't know if they got to 11, whatever it was. Here it is. 12, 12, 12 in a row, 7-0 and 0 with Brock Purdy. Okay, here's your 12. L.A. Rams, stink. Suck. L.A. Chargers. Mediocre. Arizona Cardinals. Suck. Saints. Suck. Miami. Mediocre. Tampa Bay was trash this year. Yep. Seattle. Mediocre. Washington. Sucks. Las Vegas. Sucks. Arizona again. 
Seattle yep, yep. again in round one, and Dak and Big Mike McCarthy. So the Eagles had such an easy road. Well, that that was your twelve in a row for for the hottest team in football, man. Every, and that that'll be the I guarantee you. And we'll, we'll we'll obviously talk more about the Super Bowl in next week's episode. But I guarantee you that'll be some of the talk heading into the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, battle tested, playing the the Cincinnati Bengals, who beat the Buffalo Bills through the emotion of Demar Hamlin. How do the Eagles play against the Chiefs? Well, let me tell you something. The Eagles are the better team. I think they have a better head coach. I think they have a better O-line. I think they have a better D-line. I think they have a better wide receiving core. Obviously, I think the Chiefs have a better tight end and quarterback, one would argue. But in the right game, I think Jalen is just as good, can play even better than a Mahomes, depending upon what you do in the run game. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do a whole preview on this game. But, like, that will be the same thing that you just said there about San Francisco. When the Eagles were going good, everyone said, who did they play? Who did they play? San Francisco rips off 12 in a row, and all of a sudden they're talking about Brock Purdy winning a Super Bowl. It's a fucking joke. And frankly, I think the national media does this on purpose because they know, they know the Philadelphia fan base, when the teams are humming, are going to be consuming every piece of media. They're going to be tuning in. They're going to be watching. So they already have that audience. How do you get the tech bro? How do you get the homeless guy who doesn't have an ESPN package out in San Francisco? Well, you got to talk about how great Brocky is. Rocky, we're going to Photoshop him in. He got fucking TKO'd one round. Take a seat. In the first, he didn't last a drive. I said it last week. Give me Brock Purdy trotting onto that field down 7 nothing <laughs> in front of that in front of that crowd at Lincoln Financial Field. Didn't last. And, and I know this is like kind of the meathead take and like the tough guy take. I'm going to say it anyway. He's softer than baby shit. You know, and I don't. I really don't care what the MRI reveals. I I really don't care what they say. What did he throw? One little screen, G. After the injury, yeah, I think it was one, one little, one or two little screens. One or two little lofted footballs out there in the flat on a screen. Um, and and I understand the UCL is is an integral part of the throwing motion. But let me tell you something. As a guy who played. Low-level Division II baseball in three years with a torn labrum and a torn rotator cuff. There's guys who can gut it out, and there's guys who can't, okay? And what you find with a lot of these pro athletes are, especially guys who who throw in professional sports, baseball players, football players, etc. Unless they feel 100%, they don't go. Buddy, go pop a pill. Your shit's, are, your shit's blown up. Your backup quarterback can't play. I don't care if you do more damage. It doesn't matter. The season's over if you don't if you don't find a way to figure this out. You can get surgery. Go throw the football. Stop being a pussy. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get in the room and get get a shot or something to numb that up. I know, like Olson and Burkhart, you would have thought these guys went to uh, University of Penn Medicine. Like the way they were talking about, oh, it's it's nerves and he can't grip the ball and he can't feel the ball. So maybe he couldn't do the numbing shot, but I don't disagree. And then. Here's another thing for Shanahan. Jimmy G couldn't be an emergency quarterback on Sunday in the NFC Championship just just in case. Just in case you you're, you're back up your first one one bump in the road and you're at Josh Johnson. 
I mean, I know Jimmy G's been through some shit, and maybe that's on John Lynch, and maybe that's on Shanahan for the way they, they handled that entire situation. Maybe they went to him and said, hey, Jimmy, why don't you dress up as the emergency quarterback? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. You guys treated me like shit. So, so I, I got into it with the guys in Section 244 a little bit about that because I'm screaming. I'm screaming down at the field when Purdy comes back in. I'm going – you know, Shanahan's on the other sideline, but I'm ripping him. Shanahan's a bum dressing two quarterbacks. He's a loser. And the guy in front of me turns around. You know, every, every, it, it's every like analytics. Every, every team only dresses two quarterbacks now. And I said, buddy, you got a, you got a rookie quarterback who's faced zero adversity in his entire NFL career. He's your starting quarterback. They hyped him all week. Were you expecting this guy to just lead you to a Super Bowl? I mean, even if the guy was healthy, let's say you had to pull him because he was playing poorly. You still, what, 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 are you going to go back to him after you pull him? You don't have another guy after Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson, the guy from like, what is the XFL, the USFL, like, you know, two years ago? That 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 guy, that's the guy you're going to go to in an emergency situation? You have nobody else? And, and you know what? They, they really don't know how to read the room either because with all the issues at the end of the year, with player safety, Tua, the head injuries, DeMar Hamlin, the situation. You know for a fact that that independent consultant, that independent neurologist, the spotter, is going to have a very quick trigger on whatever he sees on the field. We saw it on that exact same field in 2019 with CJ handing the helmet over. How do you not have three guys? And you know what? If it comes down to it in in Glendale and the Eagles aren't dressing to three quarterbacks, I'll rip them too. You need to have three guys ready to go. It's the last game of the year. It's the genius of Kyle Shanahan. He 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 nailed it all on Sunday. Um, but no, they'll just say he was shorthanded. They lost the quarterback on the first drive, and the Eagles locked out. I mean, it was it was a day where it felt like a lot of things went right for the Eagles. But that's what you need to win a championship. Um, I mean, the offense sputtered defense was fantastic offensive line dominated when they needed to in the run game um there's not you know there's not not a ton to break down again just just cruise control for the eagles over the giants over the niners we'll talk about the super bowl in depth preview next week um but i mean any other nuggets from the game itself Tom? no you know sirianni i mean we're guilty of it, right? Last year, kind of ripping this guy and his his kind of goofy way about him. But it works. It works for the team, and he has the teams prepared. And they don't they don't take for the most part boneheaded penalties, right? You turn on that Cincinnati game and you see a guy taking it taking a, a quarterback out at the end of the game, costing them their season. You know, at the beginning of last year when he took over, they had a real big penalty problem. Barnett was an issue, and, and we remember him going off. It's always fucking him. <laughs> and he, he got that team whipped into shape. There, You may not always agree with kind of the defensive scheme, uh, with like what Jonathan Gannon does. You may not always agree with the play calling, but I, by and large, this guy has this team disciplined. They make good in-game decisions with challenges and – and with uh, 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 going for it in situations where you can improve your expected win probability. And I really have to tip my cap to this guy. Um, 
it's really impressive to see a guy kind of come into his own uh, after being, you know, kind of the same way Doug was, like like crushed by the media, given no chance, written off. Um, It's amazing to see. And and frankly, people that want to talk about Andy Reid, oh, I I heard people today talking about how the Chiefs have the head, have the, have the uh, advantage at head coach. I don't think so. I absolutely do not think so. And on Sunday, when, when, when they took that lead at the end of the first half and went up by two scores, like the thing, the thing that I love about Sirianni in that, in those types of situations, he's done it all year. They don't get cute. They don't get creative and run gadget stuff. What do they do? They take a lead and they just lean on the other team and they just run the football and they run the fucking clock out. It's, it's like meathead Philadelphia football that we've all been begging for for years, and he does it, and they win. It's nice to see, especially when you got the best offensive line in football. You got probably the best defensive line in football. What did what did you say? You texted during the game when Purdy got hurt. You were like, "This is it." You're like, "If only if only Matt Ryan had got blown out of that." That Super Bowl, the Falcons would have been able to to hold on and win. That I, I'm watching. I'm watching San Francisco just run the football the entire second half, down by two to three scores because their quarterbacks get knocked out. All, all they needed to do in that Super Bowl, the the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, was Matt Ryan get knocked out, the backup get a concussion, and they and they win. That's that's all. Shan, Shanahan pulled out the twenty eight to three playbook. And he actually ran it this time, except he didn't realize he was down by 25. <laughs> it's, I, I get like the, the the Philly hate, or maybe they, they have to, like your point earlier about how to rile up the, the Eagles people and get the viewers. But how do people get paid to pump this guy up? I, 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 I just don't understand it. I really don't. Maybe it's a it's an Ovechkin situation where eventually he gets over the hump, right? But he's not even great. Like Lisa Ovechkin was great as an individual, and just his team didn't get over the hump. Shanahan is the offensive coordinator for the Falcons with a twenty eight three lead. He was in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. He's in this NFC Championship game. He was in the NFC Championship last year. This guy just doesn't get it done. But, did 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 you say it last year? He he might have eclipsed this this year, but like as of like last year, he was still a sub five hundred head coach. Like they talk about the guy like he's Vince Lombardi. Not only has he not won championships or NFC champions championships, those, those types of things in big games, but like his career record as of like last year, he was sub five hundred. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to check the tape on that one, but. I don't know, man. But you talk you talked about Nick S and kind of ha- how we killed him. And how about Jalen Hurts after the game? Talking about how people weren't sure about him getting drafted and he he cited a Bible verse and said you don't understand now, but you'll understand. And he's like, I hope they understand now. Like I I, I want to be very clear here. The night he got drafted, you and I were together. Oh yeah, I was thinking about this getting in the shower tonight before i came down to record this where were we g pinehurst we were like rick grimes in the first episode of the walking dead there was a pandemic that spread across the nation and we got in god's passat and we weren't looking for food we weren't looking for supplies we were looking for an open golf course <laughs> we were we were at pinehurst 
and, and we we cruise into town. We we get into the uh, little Airbnb, the little you know townhome condo, whatever you want to call it, on one of the courses, and we flip we flip on the draft, and my phone starts blowing up. They took Hertz, and you flip on the TV, and they drafted Jalen Hertz in the second round, and it's just. You know, you had a guy who just could never stay healthy at the end of the year. He was a locker room cancer. He was a fraud. He was a bum. And, like, Jalen Hurts basically showed up to the Eagles locker room and stuffed that mental midget into a locker. Like, he, he literally ran Carson – like, Jalen Hurts ran Carson Wentz out of town just by being mentally tough and being a hard worker. Just by being a guy. Being a guy that shows up to work – Collaborates with his teammates, you know, respects his teammates, respects his coaches, works together. Just not not too much to ask, but he does that does it in a very special way. So we're we're thankful for that for sure. But now, I mean, when we drafted him, I'm not sure I would have thought we'd be here with him leading the charge this soon. But uh, gotta say we. We we always had him. We we had him all along. We, we loved his character. We said he had to throw with a little more anticipation coming into this year. He's done that. I think he's still a little banged up, to be honest. He don't look a hundred percent. I do too. But he doesn't let on, and he still runs that damn ball and, and takes hits. He he doesn't give a shit, man. He just. I think that's what I said when we talked about him. Throw with more anticipation, but this guy just wins, and he just wants to win, and that's that's what you're saying in this run. We, we, we don't need the – I mean, speed matters, strength matters, all the measurables matter to an extent. But, like, these combine gurus, these guys who talk about, oh, the – you know, half half of the Eagles fan base would have been enamored by a guy like Zach Wilson rolling out to his left in gym shorts out in Utah, <laughs> flipping a ball over to the other hash. Who gives a shit? The guy fucking sucked in college. Couldn't beat Coastal Carolina on the road as a ranked BYU team. The guy sucked, and he's soft. Give me a winner. Give me a tough guy. Give me a Bama guy. Dude, these Bama guys, man, these SEC guys, they're just dogs. They just win, man. They just know how to win. Uh, I did I did want to get your thoughts on something, though, re- related to Jalen. We saw on the field the postgame celebration. I'm not a TMZ reporter. I'm an Eagles fan. But I believe this was the first public appearance with the girlfriend for Jalen down on the field after the game. Is it is it too soon? Are, are we all right? You know, is he he's not posting uh, pregame meals with her or cookies, baking cookies with wifey. Yeah. Are we we're all right with it? I just I I know you're uh, you're all over that, but I just wanted to no, get your I, thoughts. I've given no thought to it because because the appearance, the videos, the pictures, etc. None of that was driven by Hertz. Um, so it's not like he's posting it up on Insta and, you know, uh, 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 what is it? What, what, what was the thing? WCW, what's that? Wife Crush Wednesday or something? Women Crush Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, whatever Wentz was doing with his little fucking Easy Bake Oven out in Timbuktu cooking up cookies <laughs> with wifey. <laughs> what a joke. But no, nah, nah, this is this is a big... Frankly, I'm surprised it's it's a story. I mean, the big the bigger story would have been if they played Cincinnati because I think her last name is Burroughs with an S. Wow! So then you got Hertz versus Hertz and Burroughs versus Barrow. But you know, this is who cares? I mean, good good for him, good for her. I like the fact that he's like a private guy. I like the fact that he's all business. 
there's no need to, you know, to turn this into a uh, a TMZ thing. I, I only dig on the personal front, G, when, when it affects your job, you know? And, and it's clear that, that the Wentz stuff affected his job. I agree. No, you said it well. Um, the appearance wasn't driven by him, but it's somebody important in his life. Of course, they're going to be there when you win the NFC, be down there at home, seeing the confetti come down and getting up there with Terry on the stage and everything. And yeah, he the guy doesn't post about his, his girl during the season. He doesn't go out on hunting trips with his brother and have his dog chasing down dead ducks. You know, he posts, what is it, untamed. Is that his thing? Untamed, rare breed. Rare breed, rare breed. I, I was going to say one breed or something, but the only thing that I think of with one is audience of one. which Breed of one, I believe, he, he also throws out there. Not audience goes, of one, breed of one. He goes breed of one. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, I want to I wanna get to briefly the the Chiefs and the Bengals, but I got to ask, um, you asked the people on Instagram the other night uh, before the weekend, and I want to pull up the results of the poll. But you asked the people, with a win on Sunday in the NFC Championship, is Nick S, does Nick S become the second best coach in Eagles history? Uh, and I, I'd assume you're alluding to Doug being number one, um, and I don't know who's two. I guess I guess Andy. But question of the weekend with a win on Sunday is Nick S the second best coach in franchise history. The Eagles won the game. Our audience fifty eight percent went with no, forty two percent went yes. I want to hear your rationale because uh, I'm I'm assuming you're you're going absolutely yes. Yeah, obviously a little bit of a shock poll, but I think. I think the, pur- out there, man. the purpose of that question is, you know, as a fan base, what do we value? Do we, do we, do we value like lifetime achievement awards or do we value results? Because you had results. a guy in Andy Reed who played in a dog shit division. You want to talk about schedules with, was the amount of bullshit Sirianni heard about the schedule this year. They played three cupcakes twice a year, every year. Dave Campo, they're bringing Joe Gibbs out of the fucking racetrack to come coach a fucking football team down in Washington. You know, I mean, the, the Giants stunk, they, you know, other, other than, than the few years that, uh, you know, Kerry Collins put the bottle down and then they got Eli. But you know, it's, not like, it's not like Reed did much. He had, a, he had a quarterback in McNabb who was pretty serviceable and could do a little bit of everything. But like they talk about this guy like like he's like he's phenomenal and like do we do we give out lifetime achievement awards for for just like beating up on a division and, and going to the playoffs every year? Um, at the end of the day, they never got it done. They went they went to one Super Bowl. Uh, that game was mismanaged, totally mismanaged in terms of clock management at the end of the game, in terms of game plan, uh, turnovers, etc. Looked like he didn't have his team ready to play. Nick S goes. They 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 clinched the one seed in his second year, you know. So 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 fewer buys in this format of the playoffs. You could say, oh, more teams, more teams, fewer buys. Clinches the one, gets it done at home, goes to his first Super Bowl. And I'm not surprised by those numbers, like forty two fifty eight. You know, a lot of people uh, in this city, I do think value kind of just like piling up meaningless wins. 
that don't matter and, and don't get you to championship uh, uh, situations. But I bet if you ask some people who voted in that poll, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl in two weeks against Andy Reid, I bet I bet that that poll flips. G, what what do you think? No doubt. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that. Like, I think you make some valid points, but I think he's got to win it for him to be like surefire second place, or or maybe 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 even sur- surpass Doug as number one. I don't know. I mean, one Super Bowl to one Super Bowl. The only thing to play devil's advocate a little bit that I kind of think about is how loaded this Eagles team is. Like this team is stacked from top to bottom. I saw something today. They have a they have the best like sack rate of all time. They have a better sack rate or pass rush rate whatever some stat better than the 85 Bears. Not that I ever watched them, but like that's what everybody talks about when they talk about great defense. This Eagles pass rush is better than the 85 Bears. So the only the only caveat, and maybe this is a little too forward looking for your poll, but like they don't they don't win the Super Bowl. They give the bag to Hurts. The roster kind of dips off a little bit, and then it's on Nick S and company to you know really really scheme it up and get the most out of, out of guys when you don't have the best roster in the NFL. Then then I'm not I'm not too sure because you could say you know. Some of those wide receiver cores that Andy Reid had were piss poor. Um, just throw it's a thought. I'm throwing it out there, but no doubt if they win the Super Bowl, Nick asked Doug Peterson, I, you could call him 1A, 1B. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously it's uh, Doug, it's kind of, you know, kind of that young puppy love, right? So he's, he's the first guy to get it done in the city and did it with a backup against. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So you have that kind of mystique, that aura around the first one. But let me tell you something, man. I I don't think this is going to be any less sweet if we beat, you know, Andy Reid. We we already beat the GOAT. Let's take out the baby GOAT. Patrick Mahomes. He's not very good in Super Bowls. He wasn't good against the Bucs. And even when they won, he wasn't great against the Niners. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy. I I'm I'm excited next week to kind of give my thoughts on the game and uh, and and give a prediction because you think you're gonna fall out of your chair. Well, that's a good teaser. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I think after watching Sunday, that the Chiefs are probably the better matchup. You know, they it's it's slow down Travis Kelsey and. Let hobbled Mahomes run around and see what he can do. Their their receivers are banged up. They they have a pretty good defensive line, but we just played the the best defense in the NFL. We were pancaking the shit out of J, uh, Nick Bosa. So I'm not I'm not too worried about our O line taking care of business. It's just like doubled Travis Kelsey and get to Mahomes. Let's knock him out of the game too with our pass rush. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you saw much of that game, 23-20, Chiefs win. Obviously, you had the uh, 15-yard penalty on Sportsmanlike, hitting Mahomes out of bounds. You had Kansas City playing fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh downs throughout that game. Uh, You know, kind of how everything went right for the Eagles. Everything went right 
for the Chiefs. It just involved a little bit more of the Zebras. Um, I honestly think on that hit, I felt terrible for the guy after the game. But I think he put, like, his arm on Mahomes. Like, it wasn't a push. I think he was trying to slow himself down and just kind of put his hand up on Mahomes. And then you're leaning on a guy that's playing on one leg, and he just goes down. So, I get it. He was, like, one step out of bounds. But there were plays when Joe Burrow released the ball and three Mississippi goes by, and Frank Clark is giving him a shot to the chest, knocking him to the ground. So... It is what it is, but hey, you know what? Joe Burrow, Big Balls Burrow, Snow Burrow. I'm glad we don't have to play that guy and try to cover Chase and Higgins. I mean, it's funny. I had money on Cincinnati, and then I bet him live in the second half, and it was the play before Mahomes fumbled that ball straight up into the air. So I I thought I had life. They come into the fourth quarter, first play is like a fourth and six from midfield. He throws a ball up to Chase in double coverage, and Chase goes and gets it. I thought we had life, man. I thought we really had life and uh, was able to cash out, luckily, after the uh, the 15-yard penalty. I saw that flag go out, and I opened up the app. I hit cash out, cash out, just scrape any pennies we can out of this thing. But that was an exciting game. I mean, at least it was uh, tense and exciting, but, man, Chiefs were kind of gifted that one to me. Yeah, and I mean, if that that call at the end on the late hit, is it a penalty? Sure. Um, it reminded me a little bit of that Monday night football game. Like, nobody wants to watch a game end on like a ticky-tack kind of like. It's exactly what it was. It was the Brandon Graham play. He, like, tried to hold up. You know what I mean? Like, Heineke does a weird thing. Like, Mahomes has a bum ankle, and he's busting it to the sideline. Like, you don't know if this guy's going to try to cut up and get another five yards to kind of get him in field goal range, and he gets bailed out by a, you know, a ref who's digging in his junk for 10 seconds to try to find a flag. I mean, it's ridiculous how long it even takes him to find these flags. Yeah, But um, I I, I think the the bigger call, G, was – guess it was – was it third down or – it had to have been third down. Third down and 10, I believe, is what it was. And uh, Valdez Scantling catches a ball in front of the sticks and reaches out to to the oh, sticks. Yeah. And uh, they go to review it. They overturn the call. I, I Frankly, and I was just kind of getting in from the game, I saw that and I go, I don't agree with that. The call on the field was short. It's not a situation. A first down is not a situation where it's like the goal line. So, like, if you reach out and extend the ball over the goal line, the minute the tip of that ball hits hits the line, it's a touchdown. That's not a first down. Like, a first down, you have to maintain the line until your forward progress stops. So, this guy's getting dragged back. He reaches across the line, and then he pulls the ball back. You don't get the benefit of the reach as if you're breaking the plane. It was like a weird call. And then the fact that they like overturned it, I'm like, oh, the fix is definitely in. I honestly thought the best shot of that play was live when it happened. The the camera from the booth when they're calling the play live. That was the best shot. I don't think the ball even got there. And then on the replays, it was all weird angles. So you could kind of see the ball 
looks like it's it's crossing crossing the spot because the camera's sideways and and they overturn it like no questions asked real quick i i was shocked and then it was a, a another third down they hit an underneath pass cincinnati makes the tackle you think the punt team's running on no the refs <laughs> are all coming together and and they they're just replaying the down and then they you get the all 22 and it's like the back judge who's like 40 yards off the ball. And the ball's already snapped. Mahomes is dropping back, and he's waving like this. He's got the hands up, waving, starting starting to run into the center of the field. The, before anybody noticed, the play already happened. The guy was tackled. And then you, you get Tony, Tony Romo. Oh, there he is, Jim. There he is. He He's back there. He's, he's he, he, he blew it there. There he is. He's giving us a there he is about this official. Who's no nowhere near the ball? I, like you just let a whole play happen, and, and then the very next play is a flag on Cincinnati, and, and it's first down, Kansas City. Well, and then you hear the spin zone from uh, uh, Mister Pravda, uh, uh, basically just 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 you know state propaganda from Gene Steratore, who comes in piping in over your loudspeaker and says it's just so loud nobody could hear him blowing the whistle. Pal, the Chiefs are on offense, asshole. There's no one cheering. Dude, I think Tony said the same thing. Tony and Gene, that they were going off. That's the thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. Nobody could hear because it was so loud. When the Chiefs are on offense, that place is very loud. No doubt. Great atmosphere. When the Chiefs are on offense, you could hear a pin drop in Arrowhead. You could no, go you, to the you, Eagles games. People are like turning around and yelling at other people for cheering when the offense is out there. Shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> Dude, I was shocked. I was shocked, but it's all good. You know, what 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 comes around goes around, whatever whatever they say and I I'm glad we got Andy. I'm glad we got Mahomes, right? Let's beat we beat you said it. We beat Brady. He was the goat. Mahomes is now the goat. He's 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 the best number 1 quarterback in the league. Even if he would have lost to Joe Burrow on Sunday, people would have said, "How could you say Joe Burrow's better than Mahomes?" Oh yeah. So Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes is undoubtedly the best. So you got to beat the best to be the best. I, I I love it. Bring bring on the Chiefs. Bring them on. Um, Doesn't it feel a little bit too like the Chiefs treated Sunday as like with the amount of bulletin board material that was coming out of Cincinnati? Like the Chiefs treated that as if it was a Super Bowl. Burrowhead and Arrowhead and you're yeah. a jabroni. I'm a jabroni. Like you, you still have another game to play, assholes. They're like hoisting the trophy. Look at this trophy. All because the dumb. Gray slash blonde hair owner, uh, uh, Hunt's dad is his name's. Look at the trophy. Who gives a shit? We got another one to play for. Yeah, no, that's a great point. They might have emptied the tank there, and uh, you know you got a banged up Kelsey. I, I don't know how bang Tra- Travis Kelsey. I'm saying I don't know how banged up he is. Seven for seventy eight in a tutty. Looked all right to me. Mahomes obviously. With the ankle, some people say the the week will help. Some people say it's going to be a lot of the same for him hobbling around. I can't stand watching him hobble around. Like I, I get it, he's gutting it out, but like skipping around like a like a soccer player out there. Like I, I just it, it just pains pains me to watch. Um, but any other thoughts on the Chiefs? Obviously, like we said, we'll break break it down next week. Uh, I got I had a, I had a thought or a question for you, and then we're going to get to we have one caller, we have uh, an Instagram question as well. That'll wrap up the show. But I, I had a thought. Um, NFC Championship gear apparel. Now, I do not purchase apparel. 
unless my team wins the whole damn thing. I have a, the Phillies World Series 2008 T-shirt that's faded. I have the Eagles 2018 Super Bowl champs T-shirt and the hat. You know, the hat don't fit, but I, I got the keepsake. How do you feel about purchasing any celebratory gear that isn't for a championship? I think I think you think you're going to get an answer from me that's one way, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a zig. I'm going to give you a little bit of a zig, a little bit of a zag. You can give me whatever you want, man. I think if you're if – you're, like, I don't understand the whole idea of buying, like, the – the league championship or like the NFC championship gear. Like me personally, it's not my thing. I think you got to win it all. Then, then I'll buy a t-shirt an overpriced t-shirt and a hat or a sweatshirt or something. But I do think there's an element of like, <laughs> you're going to kick out of this. Like the scumbag fathers, like, like dad went down to the game and little Johnny stayed home because like <laughs> it's a school night and, Dad doesn't want to bring little Johnny to a game in January. So he goes down there with the boys. So then what do you, what do you do? You give little Johnny a hat and a t-shirt and he can wear it to school, you know, in the two weeks after, you know, before the Super Bowl. So I think that, I think that's kind of where, where that comes from. Maybe a little bit of a guilty conscience from, from parents everywhere, but like to be an adult and just like go buy a, like, Hey, we won the NFC t-shirt. Like, yeah, miss me with that. Totally acceptable for for Johnny who had to stay home. I I like that. That's a good good zag out of you, Bomb. But yeah, no, I'm I'm out, man. I'm out. For for me myself, no. You got to win the whole damn thing for me to for me to pull the trigger. I don't know if that if that makes me makes me a cheap ass or a hardo or whatever. But no, I, didn't, I think it's unacceptable. I think I think it was well put. Well, and and gee, if if they win the whole thing, the NFC T shirt. You can you can pick up next week with the Super Bowl T-shirt, and the NFC T-shirt will be like five bucks. If they lose, why do you want the NFC T-shirt? Exactly. Exactly. That's why we got to hit you with these things, Bomb, because you you always come through. All right, let's go. You got something? I was gonna say too. I don't want to give uh, Michael Rubin any more of my money either. So like, if you could, if uh, uh, here's a PSA for everybody. Uh, if the Eagles do end up winning it all, be careful who you buy the championship gear from. Try to get it from somebody other than Fanatics because the last thing we need to see, and he was at the game on Sunday. You know, they go to Embiid and you see that midget Ruben in the corner of the box. He's he's like Embiid's lapdog. Like, what 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 does this guy do? I don't know. I even, I even flipped on the Sixers last night, Monday night, playing Orlando. Blew a 25-point lead. Must have been hung over from the Eagles game or smelling themselves from from beating Jokic, the Joker, and, and the top team in the West, Denver, on Saturday. That was my first Sixers game of the year. Tuned in for that. Um, he was courtside at the Sixers last night, too. So, I mean, he's, he's everywhere. But... Let's uh let's let's get to our our call on the spot in the shade line as always. More than welcome to join folks. We love hearing from you at 215-385-5164. That's where you get involved. Let's see what we got this evening. What's going on? Uh we're here to uh here to here to talk about 
the celebration that is this football team. I do have to bring up this, you know, one point, one quick question. Uh, my point is, and this is more uh, of a call out for G to call out that fraud bomb. But you know, a couple weeks ago, you had bomb, you know, invading the uh, the club level tweets, telling people to wake up, wake up. And now all of a sudden, I'm hearing, you know, sources are telling me that bomb snuck his way into the club level for the game on Sunday, toward or toward uh, towards the end of the game. Bombs, you know, you know, hobnobbing with the Hoyt boy. You know, when, when times are good, but when times are bad, he's, he's ripping them. So I think uh, I think our friend Bob used to used to address these rumors, and uh, you know, more so a general point for this this game in, in about a week and a half, week and change. I see him winning by double digits. There's no way they should not clean this team's clock. Get pressure on Mahomes. Want to see what your uh, your early anticipated uh, anticipated guess is for for the upcoming matchup? Thanks, boys. Enjoy. Woo! Can't lose, man. Can't lose. I heard a lot of that. I heard a lot of that Monday. I heard a lot of that Tuesday. Tuesday on the mainstream sports radio. No way they're losing this game, man. (laughs) Well, we we gotta we gotta say that. Um, But Bob, you're you're getting called out. You're at the Saints game. You were telling the people New Year's Day they didn't show out, club level, ripping people. And then you snuck into club level and you were yucking it up with the the one percenters on Sunday. Your response? The rumors are true. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, let me let me tell you what happened. So. You know, I'm up in 244. I'm there with the fellas. I'm getting getting the crowd going. Uh, you know, giving astute insights in real time. You know, gee, I'm way up there, and I, I, you know, I'm all over that that ball out. You know, Lynn Val jo- It's me and Lynn Val Joseph, the only guys who realized it was a fumble. You know, I'm all over it. The guys are eating it up. You know, a guy even turned to me and said, "It's good to have you back up here." You know what I mean? The diehards are back. <laughs> you know, because they knew, they knew, you know, it was a profitable year for us. We, you know, we, I show up when the team shows up, I show up when the real fans show up. And now there's a little bit of a dispute here because obviously there were some issues with the club level on New Year's Day. Okay. Let me tell you what happened. Eagles go up second half. As you know, they do last call early on in the third quarter, kind of midway through the third, third quarter. It's last call. The guy comes up the stairs, hey, it's last call, last call. Well, the party's just getting started, pal. Like, in my mind, the Eagles, you know, the, the, the next 22 minutes of this game are supposed to be a party, the coronation. And then you have the postgame celebration. So we made our ways over to the club level. We 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 flashed our tickets and um, and got right in. And you go to the club level. Now, they sell beer much later, gee. So you go there, you head out, you watch the celebration. I'm a little closer to the field. Nice to see the guys. And then you come back in after the 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 ceremony, and it's it's all encapsulated. It's indoors, and they have a big 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 screen TV to watch the beginning of the AFC game. So yeah, you you want to crucify me for 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 hobnobbing a little bit and 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 taking advantage of the situation with. Uh, you know, with my partner in crime, Party Marty. You know, be my guest, but I, 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 I won't, I won't apologize for that.
even though the performance on New Year's Day was was subpar from those folks. Now, I know you said that the the beer sales continue later in, in the club level. How about the crab fry sales? Where I I have a hunch you were down there trying to get an extra last minute bucket of crab fries and cheese sauce. There's a uh, gee. I'll have to send you the picture of uh, if I didn't send it to you already of me in front of the Chickies and Pete's uh, store uh, storefront. Uh, you know, snack bar, if you want to call it that. Uh, at the end of the night, nobody there. They shuttered the gates. It was a no crab Friday, G. It was all business from from the Philly faithful. You got to love, love to see it. Thank you for the call. Um, you know that caller looking looking at a bloodbath. We got a question on Instagram today as well, and I think well, it'll be a good tease for next week. Good way to cap the episode. Will a banged-up Mahomes and Travis Kelsey lead to a bully beatdown in the Kelsey Bowl? Lead to a what kind of beatdown? A bully beatdown. Like as in the Eagles whooping them? I I think that's what I'm inferring. Uh. You can you can put those two suckers in a hyperbaric chamber for all I care. They could be 100% healthy. Give them the offseason. We could play this Super Bowl in September. Uh, I think it's going to be the same result. Beat down. He's calling the beat down. Yeah, the Kelsey Bowl. Mama Kelsey can't lose in a couple Sundays. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if Mahomes is hobbling around, if we can, if uh, Garner Johnson gets a good lick on Kelsey's back, you know, on a ball over the middle early, you know, flashes of of B Doc on Algie Algie Crumpler in that NFC Championship back in the day, we get something like that early on Kelsey, and those guys are hurting. No doubt, it's going to be a bully beat down the O line, bullying everybody. The D line has signed Reddick, bullying everybody. Sign me up, yeah. If those guys, if those guys aren't right. Gonna be a long day for Andy. He's 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 like a Shanahan. He's got those first fifteen. He's always got those first fifteen. The Chiefs always they're kind of like the Eagles. They get that seven nothing, but then they can't pound the rock like the Eagles, you know. And they they don't have the defense like the Eagles. They let they let people hang around. They let people linger. Um, so it should make for an interesting game. We'll see how the injuries shake out over the next week. Maybe how the line moves a little bit. Eagles a slight favorite early. Any other pieces of news, comments, thoughts, Bob, before we wrap this puppy up? Yeah, the only other piece I got for you is um, some interesting tweets, some interesting comments coming out of Dallas. Um, You have a guy in Micah Parsons who is the best player on that franchise who seemingly – Cannot stop talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, their O-line, the, the way that these guys are gutting it out, Elaine Johnson, Amayalata. I mean, the praise is effusive. And I, I have to tell you, if the roles were reversed, if the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl and our best defensive player was tweeting out about the Eagles or tweeting out about the Cowboys and how great these guys are and this, that, and the other. I, I would be ready to lose my mind. And, and I have to ask you, as a Penn State guy, a guy who watched Micah, a guy who knows Micah, a guy who understands the psyche of a Micah, what are your thoughts 
We know he was at the World Series wearing his Phillies hat. Uh, we know a lot of fans were screaming at him, come the Philly, fuck the Cowboys, come the Philly, fuck the Cowboys. What's going on, G? He wants to come home, man. I mean, that's the only thing that could be going on. I don't know how, how you make it work, but if you're Howie Roseman, you got to get on the horn with that agent see what's going on. I mean, why not? You got to at least kick the tires, but no doubt. That, that shit's unacceptable if you're a Cowboys fan. Like you said, if any of our guys was doing that, we'd be, you know, don't let the door hit you on your way out. I don't care if you're the best player on our team. Hit the road. So, yeah, it's it's odd. He's very outspoken on on Twitter. Uh, I forget what he got killed for. I think I think he tweeted about the president uh, during the regular yeah, inflation. season. <laughs> yeah, he, he got killed for that. Had to issue an apology. Very outspoken uh, on Twitter. Speaks his mind. You got to respect the guy that just lets it fly. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the the greater fraternity of brotherhood in the NFL and, and the respect. Maybe, maybe that's a factor. But I guess he's just used to getting his doors beat off by by a rival. I mean, playing at Penn State, you get cranked by Ohio State year in year out you play for Dallas you get out outperformed by the Eagles year in year out so maybe he's just he's just showing some respect um you know respecting his elder but no I, I I can't imagine he's he's coming home but yeah it's 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 odd I if I was a Dallas fan I'd be pissed but uh I'd probably miss it because I already moved on to uh the second half of the Lakers season Nothing else tonight. We did get uh we got we got the breaking news this evening. D'Amico Ryan's going to take the the Texans job. Um, I think I'd rather shovel shit than take that job. Sean Payton, Saints Saints had to be compensated uh, by Denver to bring in Sean Payton. See if he can resurrect Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe maybe they'll give up another thirty draft picks to try to save that franchise. And the the other news I thought of you, Bomb, was uh, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator from Dallas, is going to join up with XL Boy, join forces with XL Boy, try to get Justin Herbert on track. Any any initial thoughts on any of those hires? I mean, Sean Payton has the pick of the litter, and he's like he wants he wants to go to Denver with no draft capital and coach that bozo. That's the strangest thing. The Kellen Moore thing makes a ton of sense for me because, in my opinion, he got, like, scapegoated out of Dallas. It was just a year ago, two years ago, he was a wonder boy, and now he's scapegoated because Dak sucks. So, in my mind, for Kellen Moore, um, great opportunity. Great opportunity to to throw up some meaningless numbers and, and punch in some touchdowns and go for it on fourth down and really stuff those stats and then try to go get a head coaching job. So, uh yeah, nothing to say about Houston. I think I think next year we 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 probably preseason need to talk to Chip. You know, with D'Amico Ryan's going there, is Chip going to look at that that Houston win total? Uh, is is Chip going to maybe predict some some outright bets in a in, you know as a double digit dog? We're gonna ha- we're just gonna have to find out. And uh, yeah, we don't want to get to the off season too soon. G G, we got another two weeks. We're fired up. You know, look for look for TFTS on Radio Row. Out in Arizona, you won't have to look too far. We won't be there, but look for us if you're out there. And, uh, yeah, we're fired up. 
Yeah, I figured we'd we drop drop those nuggets in there. I think uh I think more in an XL boy, two boy wonders, like you said, that'll be be an interesting combo. See see if see what he can get out of Justin Herbert in that offense if uh if Staley doesn't get everybody hurt in the preseason next year. And uh yeah, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, they'll they'll hype that one up for, for the sh- the bed to be shit on again. So that's it. We'll get ready for Super Bowl fifty seven next week we'll thank everybody for listening enjoy the bye week get some things done and get ready for next week Uh, we'll say thanks to our sponsor menard premium detailing take care everybody peace